0: Nothing on the Bonnell Foundation's Living with Cystic Fibrosis podcast should be considered medical advice. Medical advice can only come from your CF physician. Cystic fibrosis can be a devastating diagnosis, but living with the disease can bring positivity and a new appreciation for each day. From the Bonnell Foundation in Detroit, Michigan, it's the Living with Cystic Fibrosis podcast, sponsored by Vertex Pharmaceutical. Here's your host, Laura Bonnell.
1: Michelle Cianciamino was an attorney and moved into nutrition because of her daughter, Alexa has cystic fibrosis and she is 27 years old today. When you have a child with cystic fibrosis, the doctors usually tell you that you should feed them a high fat diet, throw in a stick of butter or two. Just don't worry because they usually have trouble gaining weight. But the reason for this podcast is that Michelle and I connected on the food angle of CF. We don't think that our kids who have cystic fibrosis need a high fat diet rather a healthy diet. So we talk about that. Michelle started Integrative Nutrition Certified Holistic Health Coaching. She has a personalized approach to nutrition. She provides coaching and support to individuals dealing with cystic fibrosis to help them successfully implement the nutrition recommendations from their CF care team. And again, it's inspired by her daughter's journey with CF and the powerful impact of good nutrition. Also, on the personal side, Michelle's passions are ballet. She cooks healthy. She likes to cook for friends and she likes playing with her rescue dogs. So, without further ado, we're going to get started. So, Michelle, welcome. It's wonderful to talk to you and meet you sort of in person, even if only over Zoom. But um, as we come out of this pandemic slowly, I just wanted to talk to you about something that we had in common. I was so glad to get your email and connect as CF moms on the nutrition side of cystic fibrosis. And why don't you talk a little bit about kind of introduce us to yourself, but when did you realize that maybe it wasn't just that, you know, kids with cystic fibrosis needed a high fat diet?
0: Um well obviously my my daughter Alexa was diagnosed when she was 2. Um and I was told at the time um okay you have to just give her all the fat and calories that um you can give her just anything heavy cream on the cereal I mean I was not I was an attorney at the time I was not well versed in uh nutrition uh but that even didn't sound right to me it just sounded like a very unhealthy diet so um, over the years I just started researching on my own to find out what can I do to make her healthier? what can I do to make her life better, longer, higher quality? And you know, I realized that healthy fats were a part of it, but it wasn't everything. It was a, a well-rounded diet with fat being an important part, but just the right kind of fat.
1: And I think that's something that we have in common. I remember it was for us, the doctor was saying, just put sticks of butter in everything, like mac and cheese, tons of butter, Sundays, if they want, ice cream before dinner, all sorts of that. And and the reasoning was that they were only getting half the calories, even with their enzymes, so they needed double the amount of food and they had trouble gaining weight. Um, But as my girls got older... They didn't like that. And Emily, my youngest, had the most trouble gaining weight. At one point, I remember we were like, you have got to get under or over 100 pounds. You have to. We don't want you to have a feeding tube. You know, we tried all sorts of shakes and powders and all sorts of things to get her weight over 100 pounds. And, you know, it is frustrating when you have children who need to gain weight, but as we discovered when my girls really took control of that part, that aspect of their CF, and decided that being a vegetarian and vegan for a time was the way to go, it really everything leveled off for them. They really found that they ran much smoother, their bodies and they were working out and riding bikes and everything. Yeah. Did you also I- find that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think what I saw at the beginning was just changes in, um, my kids weren't getting sick as often. And just as I started to change, not just what Alexa was eating, but, uh, the whole family, they didn't get sick as often. They weren't, um, rowdy, like with all the sugar, when kids go to the birthday party and they get all sugared up and, you know, like we, we kind of kept Those kinds of treats out of the house. And I made healthy versions of treats that they liked and and just a lot of positive changes from changing the lifestyle. And I do think she learned a lot as I was learning. She learned from me and she to this day is a really healthy eater. She doesn't crave things that are not healthy for her. And, you know, back in the day when they were telling us to feed them all this butter and heavy cream. You know, I think the life expectancy was lower at the time. And I think it was just like, let's, let's just keep them just fattened up so that if they get sick and they're using, burning their calories, they're they're going to be okay. They can afford to lose a couple of pounds, but it's not a healthy way to eat. And I think today now with the life expectancy being longer, now they've changed their tune to say, well, let's focus on healthy fat. So fortunately, we like you, we were doing that already. So not too much of a change there.
1: And I don't know, I don't believe that I don't have any statistics to back this up, but I don't think we're in the majority on this. I think we're probably still in the minority on, on doing this.
0: Yeah. And now there are things like um, people that are on Trikafta who are now suddenly gaining weight and they were used to living this high fat lifestyle of eating sticks of butter. And now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm sort of like a regular person. How do I manage my, my nutrition? What do I need to do? Like they, they sort of need to be retaught how to eat a healthy diet. So there's a lot of different aspects to it. Like people have different, well, of course, everyone's body is different, but people on Trikafta now have a whole new, new life to figure out.
1: Right, exactly. And I was just going to mention that as well. Um, That's what I've been hearing. Also, I have one daughter on the triple combo and one who cannot be on it at this time. But it's very interesting. I think the other thing is, at least for our family, when the kids are on a high fat diet, the whole family is on a high fat diet. I did mm-hmm. not need to be on a high fat diet. <laughs> no. The rest of us don't. So, still. it was really hard and it's, you know, my oldest is 26 and I would say as a mom, I'm just now backing off all that high fat food. Yeah. You know, as we got healthier and smarter, um Of course, my kids did not have a weight problem. The challenge was gaining weight, not overeating. So even with the high fat foods. And we'll be right back after this. Thanks for supporting our podcast by subscribing to them and for your financial donation to the foundation. A caregiver with a newly diagnosed child listened to our Living with Cystic Fibrosis podcast and said it helped her process the disease in a healthy and realistic way. Subscribe and you'll be the first to hear them. Go to the thebonnellfoundation.org if you're able to help others in the CF community by donating. So what have you learned as you've become um, an integrative nutrition certified holistic health coach? Kind of how do you work with the CF community and continue going forward?
0: yeah, it was really my daughter's whole journey that led me there. So um, I wasn't enjoying practicing law anyway. So it felt very natural for me to go in that direction toward um, getting certified as a health coach and and being able to share this message about better nutrition. And what I've been doing for um, the last Five years or so is just doing personalized nutrition and recognizing that everyone's body is unique and everyone's needs are different. People have different types of health concerns going on. But I chose to sort of go in this direction now to help the CF community because I've been in some of the Facebook support groups and I've had so many people reach out with questions about nutrition. So I decided to create a survey and I surveyed people in these groups. And I had a lot of responses, people saying that they didn't understand um, how to eat high calorie and healthy um, or how to, what are the healthy fats? Like, how do I include them? How much do I need? You know, I, I don't have time for breakfast. I don't have the energy to cook. How do I make this easy and not just grab fast food, but do something that's easy yet healthy and meets the needs that I have for the higher calories. So I saw so many questions that it just led me to to say, all right, well, what can I do? This of course is close to my heart. What can I do to help these people and to answer these questions? So I um, devoted an area of my website to CF Nutrition, and I'm calling it CF Nutrition Made Simple because we need to make it simple. Yeah, I'm just putting lots of resources there, interviews with experts, um, my daughter's uh, dietitian at UCLA um, and others. I'll have interviews here and there on different topics that are of interest to them, and also recipes, recipes kitchen hacks, tips and tricks on living a healthier lifestyle. So I think it'll be a really good uh, sort of community where I can share this information and and really help them along in in the journey.
1: What kind of response are you getting so far after you initiate conversations?
0: Well, just initiating conversations uh, through the survey, I started talking to a lot of people who who had questions. So uh, for example, I asked them what their most difficult meal is. Some people said breakfast, some people said dinner, some people said they don't have time to get snacks during the day and they really should be getting three meals and a couple of snacks a day. Um, and other questions like, what do you wish you had? As some people said, they wish they had a meal plan or they wish they had more guidance on how to put meals together. So you know, I've learned about what their needs are. A lot of people um, want to learn about anti-inflammatory eating and what, what does that mean? I think a lot of the dietitians, and they're they're great, all the clinic dietitians, but they don't have a lot of time to spend with each patient on the specifics of their nutrition. Like what exactly are you eating? Like here's what we can change. Like here's something high fat that's healthy. Here's some recipes for you. Some of them I'm sure do that, but the majority don't really have time. They mostly want to know what the weight is and are you keeping your weight up? And it's more about that than it is about the specifics around what they're eating and how they could do better. Yeah, I
1: would agree. I mean, um, uh, and I think what you're doing is very helpful. And like one of my daughters is lactose intolerant and the other isn't, but that's a whole nother avenue of healthy eating.
0: Right. And that's the challenge too, with families uh, with CF, like you said earlier, you know, if one or two of them have to be on high fat, it's like, you don't want to cook multiple meals. So the whole family has to eat that. So, you know, it's kind of like, what what can we do to make a meal where you can add the fat at the end or something where it doesn't have to be that everyone without CF is also consuming this high calorie, high fat diet that they don't need. Um, You can make changes and make meals that you can kind of tweak for that person who needs more calories.
1: And so have you found that being a vegetarian, being vegan or eating meat or whatever it is that all of those diets can work depending on what the person with CF, what direction they want to go?
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, you can, if you're a meat eater, and that's what you love, it you know, it is high in fat, but it's high in saturated fat. So it tends to be more inflammatory. However, on the other end, if you're eating all plants and being vegan or vegetarian, uh, you have to eat a lot more food. And some of them just don't have time. So you do have to eat a lot more food to get in the calories when you're not getting the higher fat. So it's kind of a balance, like how much weight do you need to gain? Are you doing okay with your weight? Or is your energy low? Like there's a lot of different pieces we want to think about because with digestive impairment, which many of them have, you know, they're not able to digest meat. And then it leads to. Other issues with digestion and discomfort and all of that. So, meat is pretty difficult to digest. So, smaller amounts of meat, if you choose to eat it, a smaller amount that's more digestible with more veggies and high fat, you know, some sauteed in coconut oil or something like that, where they can be getting the high fat and the veggies are easy on the digestion, but they can still get some fat from meat. And if that's what they like, um, it's a little easier. To digest when you have the meat as sort of the accessory on the plate and the bulk of your plate is veggies. Um, I, I kind of like that system if you choose to eat meat.
1: Right. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason that my girls made the switch to being vegan and vegetarian is because they had bowel obstructions because of CF um, and the real heavy foods were just killing their guts.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, just a person without CF has a difficult time and may feel heavy and sluggish after eating a big steak or something. So, you know, of course, someone with a little more difficulty digesting would probably want to go, many of them would probably want to go toward a lighter diet, but it's just how do they do it? And that's another question that comes up. Can I be a vegetarian with CF? Can I be a vegan with CF? And of course you can, you just need to know how to do it. And I feel like that's where, the support that I'm offering them will come in, you know, I'll be able to give them some tips and pointers on how they can put their meals together and how they can still get enough fat and calories living that different kind of lifestyle.
1: Also, I have not seen with my girls, like there was no sudden or huge weight loss when they switched to being a vegan or vegetarian. Um, right. They just burned calories more efficiently.
0: Yeah, their digestion was probably working more efficiently. So everything felt better. Are they still vegetarian?
1: Yes, they both are. Yeah. And okay. I don't eat much red meat anymore. I eat fish. I wouldn't say I was vegetarian because I'm eating fish. But right. but yeah, I feel so much better. We don't eat or
0: right. I don't eat sugar anymore. Mm-hmm. Sugar's also inflammatory. And, you know, that's a place where people pick up a lot of calories. But again, if you're eating a lot of packaged and processed foods, and they're high in sugars, and that's not healthy for you either. So um, that's something else I do. Um, I mentioned earlier how I create sort of healthy versions of treats that they like. So, you know, if you like cupcakes, we can make cupcakes that are healthier, but we can still put healthy fats in there and and make it something that's a treat and it tastes good, but it's good for you, but it's still got some fat. So there are ways to to navigate, you know, but If you go to the grocery store and load up on cookies and crackers and processed food, that doesn't serve you well either, CF or not.
1: Right. And it's for each family to navigate, even as you have said, um, you work with their CF clinic or their nutritionist on this. But someone being diagnosed today, maybe who's hearing that, you know, they should stick with a high fat diet, kind of what is the counter speech that you would give to them to consider and maybe investigate look into um before they put their child on a high fat diet.
0: Um well with a beginning diagnosis so let me just say though that I'm um I'm not a doctor and I'm not a registered dietitian like the clinic dietitian so I'm a health coach so I see my role really as being a guide or a coach to help them implement the recommendations of the CF care team. So let me just say that, Um, but the way I would see that as someone new to CF, I guess it depends on where the child's weight is, or if it's a child, uh, where they are with their weight. Do they need to uh, gain weight, or are they stable with their weight? Like, what percentile are they in? Like, my daughter was always tiny. She's four foot ten, and she's. At hundred pounds now, which is great. But at the time she was always in the lowest percentile and they kept saying, you have to get her to, to gain. And I said, but she's tiny and she's going to be tiny. Um, and I will feed her appropriately. Like I'll feed her good, healthy food, but I felt like that's all I had to do. I didn't have to go overboard because for her size and her height, her weight was okay, even though she's tiny, She she's similar to myself. So it's not like you, you want to force feed them all of this food, you know, if that's the type of body type they're born with. So in my case, I did, I just fed her healthy food, but I think someone new to CF would just want to look at where the weight is and then where can we start to add? Do we need to add a lot of fat? Um, Let's just start adding healthy fats to the diet and really just being well balanced at the beginning. And then, you know, see where, what your body's telling you as you go through the whole, the whole journey, because it changes. Things change as they grow and the needs change. So it's kind of one of those things that's personalized. And I feel like nutrition has to be personalized because just in any case with a person with CF or not, you know, your your diet, your, your body's unique, your needs are unique. So your nutrition should be unique to you. And same with CF, like if, as they change and grow, my daughter's needs changed and So we changed with it. And
1: I think that's a really good point that you were talking about. You know, I'm 5'10", my daughters are 5'9", and I remember just the mental anguish of they have to gain weight, they have to gain weight. We were so focused on weight and more so for girls. That's a huge thing I was trying to be conscious about, not making it about their weight. Just separate from CF, just because it's always about body image for girls is, you know, are you beautiful? Are you thin? Because thin is beautiful. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, and I remember that pressure from both girls were like, well, we don't want to be fat, you know, nobody, you know, it's not good if you're fat because all the stigma that went with that. So it was a really hard balance when you're just pushing. You know, yes. come on, you gotta gain weight. Like right. it didn't make any sense
0: to them, right? Especially if they're healthy. Like, why are we pushing and pushing? But I, I know that I've been told. I did an interview with the UCLA dietitian, and uh, we talked about how BMI is directly related to lung function. So you do want to keep your BMI in a certain range, but at the same time. um you do have to balance that with the body image issues, especially with the girls, because some of them and the dietitian told me this too. Some of them don't, they don't want to get fat. Like you said, they they're afraid and they start to develop. Um, It becomes such an obsession because it seems like an obsession to the family. Like you have to gain weight, you have to gain weight. They sort of become obsessed and that leads to, you know, eating disorders and things like that. And of course we don't want to, complicate things for them that way. So it just has to be a healthy balance of, you know, let's keep you healthy. Let's make sure you're eating well. And I would focus more on eating well than gaining weight. Mm -hmm. Like those words are, you know, that gets them fired up and, and obsessed and scared. And yeah, it just can lead to some negative things.
1: Talking about that body image for girls you know, it is different for boys, but for both of them, in addition to the healthy eating, I think we also discovered, and we discovered this before we began thinking about that eating could be different. It didn't have to be high fat. We discovered early on the importance of an exercise routine and being active. And that was also something um Our pediatric pulmonologist even agrees today, obviously the girls are in the adult clinic now, but that they didn't realize when my girls were born how important it was to be active. Um, We found that out through someone else who had CF, and he was telling my girls, oh my gosh, the most important thing I found for my health is to work out, go to the gym, And be in really good shape. And so, as the girls were playing sports in high school and junior high too, um, they realized the benefits of being
0: active. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, my daughter, loves um, like the indoor cycling classes. So she's got a bike at home, and she gets on there. um, Even when her lung function was lower, she's on Trikafta now, which her lung function has shot way up. Um, but when it was lower, she still was riding that bike because she wanted to, you know, keep her lung function higher. Um, and it's almost like doing another breathing treatment because you're you're having to breathe harder. And um, yeah, just that conditioning is critical.
1: It is. And, you know, I've told this story before, but I'll just briefly tell you when my daughter was had her first exacerbation in England because she lives there now, um in the hospital there, unlike the hospital here in the States, they have a stationary bike in the patient's room and they have to get on that. Um I know that the pulmonologists will, you know, come into rooms and and do stretches and things with the kids. But in the UK, they had her outside um, walking at first and then like running down the street, even with her pick line in, of course, there's no problem with that. But it was really interesting, just kind of the different approaches of staying and getting healthy.
0: Yeah, my daughter has had one hospital stay where the bike was in the room, But the bike was like an adult bike and she's so tiny that her feet (laughs) wouldn't go in the pedals like she couldn't pedal it and we couldn't get the seat low enough. But anyway, so she still walked the hallways. But yeah, they, they didn't really stress that. You're right. It wasn't stressed as much. Um, of course, you know, maybe they don't feel well, right. but still, just even walking in the hallways and just not laying in the bed all the time, just moving is so beneficial to your body. And also, another form of exercise that's great is just the little rebounder. You can get it's like a tiny one person trampoline if you don't know what a rebounder is, but um, you can get a folding one that goes under your bed. And just that jumping is like a breathing treatment. It's such good conditioning. And you can do like a little routine on there, you can do it with your favorite music or whatever you like. But just that, that jumping is so good for conditioning and for the lungs. And yeah, it does get you breathing heavy, too.
1: Fantastic. And and let's get back to the holistic health coach Yeah, that we're talking about as well. What other thoughts and ideas do you have for CF parents who are interested in maybe exploring other ways, you know, with their kids? And of course, they should always consult their CF doctor and CF nutritionist. Um, right. You know, they sh- certainly <laughs> shouldn't just say, we're doing this because we heard it on a podcast. They definitely need right. to talk to <laughs> to their CF clinic care um, professionals.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, I first, when I wanted to offer these resources to CF patients and their families, I immediately decided, okay, I want to contact the team at UCLA and see what they think of this idea. And the dietitian there said, I think it's a great idea. I do get a lot of questions. They do need support. And I really don't have a lot of time to go into the specifics. So that would be really helpful to them. So yeah, I, I think as long as you have the guidance of what they tell you you need, like if they say your BMI is really low, like you need to eat a high calorie um, diet, there are going to be resources on my website for that. Um, And of course I do one-on-one work as well. So if someone wanted a session with me, I can give them some guidance, create a meal plan for them. So there are lots of different ways that I can, that I can help. But I think um, doing some recipes, I did um, a series last week on I called it hack your snack. So I'm always thinking of kitchen hacks and tips and tricks to make it easier. You know, hack Mm -hmm. is just a way of making something easy. So I just did hack your snack because I know a lot of them have told me that they don't have time for snacks. And I gave them a way to prepare something that they can do for the whole week. And it's just going to be grab and go. And it's got healthy fat. It's got protein. It's got carbs. It's got all of those nutrients. and just easy. So things like that or ways to make dinner easier. I've done a couple of articles on that. So I'm doing blog posts and videos. I do some kitchen demos and there's just going to be a lot of things. And I want to get feedback and interaction from them so that I can build it into a community. And as they give me feedback, I can address the concerns that they have going forward.
1: Well, I think it's a great idea. And anyone that wants to get in touch with you, all the information is on our podcast page, so they can find all of your links. But I just wanted to thank you because I think this is just the beginning of a conversation that you can have with your CF doctor and your CF nutritionist, and even your kids. It's really important to involve the whole family and see what they're thinking. But uh, thanks for coming. And joining us on this podcast, uh, it's a great topic to hear more about.
0: Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
1: The original music in this podcast is performed by Kevin Allen. It's not complicated. Who happens to have cystic fibrosis. We all got our worries and fears. I know what's got you frustrated.
0: But loving you is so all right. This has been the Living with Cystic Fibrosis podcast. For more information and to learn more about the Bonnell Foundation, check them out online at thebonnellfoundation.org. That's B-O-N-N-E-L-L-foundation.org. This podcast was sponsored by Vertex Pharmaceutical, the science of possibility, and produced by Jag and Detroit Podcasts.